Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's been six days since I've been a vampire, and it's... uh... It has not gone the way I thought it would, honestly. Nej, he told me to think about a moth when it emerges from a chrysalis. Did you know when they first emerge, their wings are sort of stubby and small? They have to sit and inflate them once they're out. I never knew that. I feel it, though, half-formed. Not like the half-made things. I'm definitely me, I think. Am I still me? I feel like me. I need to talk about the change. I know it's important, but I need to... Oh, maybe documenting all of this like this is a bad idea. I can't be the first person it's occurred to to try and record what this process feels like, which means that there's another reason why I can't find any documents or records. The vampires like their privacy. I imagine if you try to break that privacy, the cost is quite high. This is Not Quite Dead, Episode 16, Emergence. Nej was looking for Cass when he found me. He'd been following Cass's scent all over the city, back and forth, getting weaker and weaker every day and was no close to finding him. He realised my scent mingled with Cass's a lot, so he decided to try and track me instead. And he found me. 
What I didn't know when I was coming up with all my big turn into a vampire plans, because how could I have possibly known this, honestly, is that if you're hurt, you're going to need more vampire blood. If you're weak, more blood. And me, I've been sick, weak and injured for months and held together by Cass's blood like glue. There was just too much the blood needed to transform and fix. Nej, he said, it's like how viruses work. Its main concern, the blood, is that it gets to make more of itself. Another hour or two and I'd have been a half-made for sure, Nej says. But it wasn't. You found me in time. There were still no guarantees, of course, but he let me drink from him. Sat with me until my heart fully stopped. Which is... yeah. I think the last recording I made was right before he came back with the blood and I... I don't remember turning that recording off, actually. Doesn't look like it's that long, though. Nash must have done it. I, I've upset him, I think. And I should have listened to him, but I... He has his method for hunting. He calls it un petit peu. The little bits. Where you drink just a little bit of blood from a lot of people and it's... I... Sorry. I, I know this is all over the place. I'm still not... I can't get my head straight. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not good at this. But the hunger, it's a pain in my teeth. It's a dull, constant throbbing. The need for blood is all-consuming. It's like desire I've never known. Huge, immediate, powerful and alien. It's almost like being 13, 14 years old, feeling the first heady rush of sexual desire, feeling like it hit me in waves. That at any moment it might drag me under. I've never been addicted to drugs, so I have no idea how well the comparison would work, but it's a more powerful and profound need than smoking ever was. Nicotine felt like it drew me in with little twitches on a line, but this... This is like being yanked by a chain. The hungrier I get, the keener the pain of it becomes. I feel it not just in my teeth and my throat, but my whole body. All of me, every part of me, just wants to... to feast. I... I think about Cass. About the times he bit me. So restrained. The calm way he was able to lick blood from my chest. I don't know how he could stand it. I know it's probably worse for me because I'm new, but I... It's just so much... Just being that near to other people whilst they're bleeding must be okay. It's hard enough being close to them when they're not bleeding. I... I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> Except I kind of do because... <laughs> I won't fucking attack them, that's for sure. Oh, fucking... It's so, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. The whole thing is just so thoroughly humiliating. This is one of those things I wish somebody had mentioned to me that maybe I could have worked out for myself if I thought about it for more than two seconds, but I didn't. We don't have any real understanding of how the process of vampirification goes, obviously, due to obsessions with secrecy. But it makes sense that your body would be depleted. And my God, is my body depleted. Let me tell you. It's not a shock to me that so many vampires die in their first year. I'm shocked I've not just curled up into a ball and expired like a sad rat already. Nesh calls me Masuri, his mouse. She feels generous to me. I am that pathetic. 
he tells me I'm doing okay and it's not that bad, but oh my God, I can tell he is lying. I am somehow the worst, the most pathetic. I... He's been feeding me here. He goes out, he eats, he comes back and he, he lets me. He has this ring. There's a blade that flicks out the side, like a tiny switchblade. He keeps it with the blade towards his palm most of the time and he just he takes it to the crook of his arm and makes the barest nick and lets me drink. It's so... I can't even... I can't even bite him. And he's willing. He sits, he offers his arm to me. And I can get myself to put my mouth on his skin, but I... I can't bite. The urge is there. The need. It, it burns so bright. Even though Nej doesn't exactly smell like something I should eat, it's like... Like how candy floss smells nice, but it's not exactly appetising. Does that make sense? Like your body knows it's just sugar and it'll keep you alive, but there's nothing nutritious about it. Or maybe I'm just full of shit. I don't know. All I know is I smell him and I know he's edible. And he sits so quietly and so patiently. And let me tell you, that has to take a lot of effort because... <laughs> Nej, he is not a very quiet kind of guy. He does not stop talking usually you won't shut up going through my old cds while i'm lying on the ground moaning twitching sweating as my body adjusts to the new state i've forced it into and Nej is there on the other side of the room messing with the hi-fi oh i don't like there's a madonna album listening to like a prayer 10 times on loop talking over the entire thing i saw him live in paris you know he's saying and i'm just lying there and he knows i can't fucking speak he knows I can't speak because he's so kind when he sits with me and he cuts his skin because I can't make myself bite him. It's so... I feel so... And he's so fucking... He's so French about everything. He's not even actually French. He says he's proto-Indo-European, whatever the fuck that means. All I know is he's annoying and he won't go away. I'm so glad he's here. I'd be so dead if he wasn't here. I might just have to kill him just so he'll leave me alone except I can't do that because I, I can't I can't bite him and Nej he, he knows Casper he talks a lot Nej does but he doesn't really actually say much except in these fleeting moments where it becomes so apparent that he's I don't at some point I got used to the fact that Casper was over 200 years old it got normal he talk about how amazing it was to have indoor lighting that doesn't make the house smell sometimes, and it, it's wild. But it also just became kind of ordinary. When I made that profoundly stupid trip to Ros and Eponine right after Casper left, I told them I was going behind his back to try and find out what was happening, and I was obviously lying, and it was obvious they knew that, but I still don't think they suspected that Cass was gone. He told me a little bit about them, about their dynamic, what they did in the house, that kind of thing. I know Roz is approaching 500 years old, but that number, it feels kind of, I don't know, it's reachable. It's like, I know things that happened in the 1500s. You know what I mean? Queen Elizabeth, right? And yeah, Roz is odd. She talks a bit like she's been displaced in time, but you would, wouldn't you? But there's history, you know? I, I can imagine the time that she's from. I can anchor her in place. I can understand how long ago it was, even if I can't actually wrap my head around what the experience of actually living for all of that time would have been like. But Nash, I'm... 
Sometimes he'll talk and it's like, I, I don't know. And it's like, there's this implication that he's seen so much. There are times when he speaks and I feel like he's talking prehistory, you know? How I can't even get my head around my own life, let alone whatever that is. My own life. Do I have a life now? That's, if I do, I'm probably wasting it, aren't I? So spectacularly shit at all of this I am. I cannot believe I'm the first man in history to be terrible at being a vampire. I'm so, I'm so bad at this. I can't. And I keep thinking about Casper and what he told me when he was turned, the violence, the fear of it. He says it comes back to him in a sequence of static moments, disconnected. And maybe it's sick of me to say this, but I hope that's how all this feels to me down the line, because... Yeah, I don't want to remember the details. Something about the fleeting moments nature of it all does make sense to me already. I feel like I've hardly had time to think, to notice anything since I turned. I felt hunger and desperation and exhaustion, but honestly, when I'm not eating, all I've been able to do is sleep. I'm like a newborn baby. I must have slept 20 out of the last 22 hours and I'm still exhausted. And I can't be exhausted. I can't keep being like this. Because Casper is out there somewhere. And he called me and he told me to run. He was scared and I, I have to help him. And I can't because I'm too fucking tired and incompetent. Ugh. Ugh. I hate this. And I hate that Nesh was right and I wasn't ready. <laughs> I said I needed him to show me how to hunt and he just, he smiled. He has this way of smiling. It's dazzling. He's always got this little half smile on his face whenever I glance over at him. But there's a specific smile he has when he's being, I don't know, kind. It doesn't sit right with me. There's this little smug expression he usually has on his face. and That's fine. That looks right to me. He'll be reading something or picking through the cupboards and I'll look over at him and there it is. Smug little half smile. I've never met anyone more self-possessed than he is. He just... He's like that. He's small, but he fills the room with an energy. It's kind of overbearing, to be honest. And I just feel like... I don't know like a dead rat in a gutter or a wad of hair from a plug hole or... Yeah. Tonight I woke up face down on the carpet, drenched in my own sweat. I felt cold, hot, wet, disgusting. I looked up and there he was, sitting on the kitchen counter reading the back of a packet of pasta. There's no point in me trying to eat. Didn't even glance at me. It was like he could feel I was looking at him and he said, I don't know how they can justify calling it Italian pasta when it doesn't even have any eggs. What the fucking hell am I supposed to say to that, honestly? For this fucking guy. So I just said, I needed him to show me how to hunt. And he smiled the smile. The kind one. And I felt like... I don't know, it, it is anger, but... I was like... I, he was just so nice about it. Ugh. And then he asked if maybe I thought I was skipping a few steps. I know what he meant. I, I know what he meant. That he was talking about the fact I can't bring myself to close my jaw tight enough to break his skin. Even though it would be so, 
so easy. Even though I'm so hungry, I feel like I might implode. I can't bite him, sitting patient and willing. So how did I think I was ready to hunt? Okay, no. In fairness to me, actually, there is some logic here. Botched logic, but logic all the same. It would be easier to bite a human person because that's what vampires do, isn't it? I'm designed to do that now, right? And Nej is a vampire, and he's been feeding me willingly, and if I'm in a different context where I have to bite, I'll bite. Right? See what I mean that the logic is botched, but you can at least get where I'm coming from here, can't you? Nej just smiled wider. Softer. He hopped down from the counter. He's small, but there's a steadiness to him. When I lean against him to drink from the crook of his arm, he's firm under my hands like a coiled spring. He has a halo of pale hair that frames his face. Nesh took my face in his hands and said, Okay. He told me that if I thought it was time, then it was time. I didn't know how to respond, but when he told me to go shower, I numbly found myself obeying him. The hot water felt almost good. I don't know how long it's been since I washed before then. I just... All I've done is sleep and shake and writhe for days. It didn't even occur to me that I should. I stood in front of the fogged bathroom mirror and cleared a stripe with the side of my hand so I could look at myself. I looked thin, sickly, blue-lipped, dark shadows around my eyes, bruises around my joints. Casper's scars were still there on my skin, glossy, almost pearlescent. I looked like myself, but worse. Like a corpse. I wasn't rotting. I wasn't one of those things. My eyes weren't that cloudy, foggy blur that comes on so quickly after death. They were a swirling, vibrant red. I am myself. Whole, or as whole as can be expected in the circumstances. In the living room, Nej was pulling on a pair of my jeans. They were a little long for him. He put on the I Heart Vampires t-shirt I bought in Whitby. He handed me a shirt and a pair of trousers. It hadn't occurred to me until that moment that he'd definitely laundered my clothes. He told me to get dressed and sat himself down on the couch to roll up the hem of the jeans. When I didn't lead, he looked up at me with confusion and then said, Sorry, I probably should have asked first, but I left my clothes in Paris and Casper is much too tall for me to steal any of his. Right, I said. I still don't know much about him. In fairness, I've barely been awake to ask. I know he's a friend of Casper. I know he came here in a rush. He said, I think, that he was going to help me find Casper, but we couldn't try yet. He has to help me first. I don't know if that really happened, though. He'd just come back. I'd just eaten. Sleep was pulling me like a rock towards the seabed. He could have said anything or nothing at all. Maybe I was dreaming. Maybe those things he says that make him sound ancient, thousands of years old. Maybe they're a dream, too. But, no. No, tonight wasn't... It wasn't a dream. We went out. There was... It was so much out there. The smell of everything. The street lamps along the road stung my eyes. I couldn't imagine how it would have felt to try and be outside in the daylight. I could hear people's heartbeats as they talked. Some people fell in sync as they walked and stood together. I could smell people's blood, all different notes and flavours. I could feel the thread count of my t-shirt, and the lights were so, so bright. Nesh took my hand. His fingers were cool, his pulse absent. 
I could hear the rush of air in and out of his lungs. Hold your breath, mon petit, he told me. And I did. It hadn't even occurred to me before, but I didn't need to breathe at all. It didn't help with the sound, of course, or the lights, but it was at least one less thing. And the cool of Neige's palm against mine was something to focus my attention on. He led us upstairs into a club. It was absolutely packed out. Even not breathing, I could smell the people and the booze. Nesh turned to me and smiled, small and easy, and led me through the crowd. The light was red and blue. It hurt my eyes a little less. I could see everything so clearly. Nesh pulled me across the room to the mirrored wall. He leaned close to my ear and said, Listen. I closed my eyes and did as he said. I could hear the rhythm of the song and everyone's heart. It was almost in time, with each other's and the music. I opened my eyes to find Nezha's close and twinkling. Magic, isn't it? He said. He let go of my hand. Don't you just love people? From a distance, of course. He stepped away from me onto the dance floor. I almost lost him in the press of bodies. I felt frightened. I felt wrong. I felt like I was going insane. In a brief part between the gyrating dancers, I saw Nezh between a man and a woman. She had her hands on Nezh's hips. The man leaned over Nezh's shoulder, kissing him. Nezh's hands wound around each of them. When the kiss broke, Nezh looked at me, right at me, and he grinned. He kissed the woman next, rolling her lip between his teeth. He leaned next to her ear, whispered something I couldn't make out of the music and the thudding pulses, and then he bent over her, his mouth on her neck, and I heard it, the rapid, frantic hammering of a vampire heart kick-starting to life after the taste of blood. I gasped, the rush of air in my lungs bringing with it all the violent smells of sweat and booze and blood, and her blood was right there, so close, she was bleeding, he was drinking, and he, he pulled back his tongue leaving over the bite again and again until it stopped bleeding. The woman continued to dance, kissing Nerge again as he turned to the man, whispered to him too, only this time I heard it. Can I bite you? he asked, his voice low, like a soft growl. The man nodded, and even leaned down a little so Nerge, slight as he was, could reach the side of his neck. As his skin was pierced, the man gasped exquisitely, knees bowing, body arching backwards, Nezh so careful as he held him for a second, two, three, then released. The man gasped frantically and kissed Nezh before he had a chance to lick the wound. The blood welled on the bite. So warm, I could almost feel it on my tongue. Nezh said my name, touched my arm, because without realising I'd walked right there. Nezh's heart still had not stilled in his chest. I was still staring at the man's neck, one trickle of blood running down to soak into the damp white cotton of his shirt, the smell of it mixed with the salt of his sweat. I was breathing fast and shallow. You'll let my friend bite you too, said Nezh, and there was something in the words, something shimmery and bright. The man nodded mutely, tilted his head. The movement made the blood well to the surface again, made the bite Nezh had made in him shine. A fat glut of blood spilled out, 
running across his skin, this time towards the back of his neck because of how he was holding himself so open, just waiting for me to bite. I didn't even have to bite. Nedge had broken the skin for me. I just had to suck and I... I thought about the nuzzling half-made things, about Casper almost drinking me dry on the passenger seat and the empty, hollow pit inside of me. I was so desperate to bite him, to drink and drink and drink. I imagined him going limp in my arms. I imagined the final desperate squeeze of his now thumping heart. I imagined turning to the woman and tearing through the bite Nesh had healed on her neck and draining her too. And, and I raised my forearm to my face and bit that instead. Nesh slammed into me. What are you doing? He said. I couldn't let go of my arm. I didn't trust myself. You can't live like this, he told me. You're a vampire. You have to hunt. They like it. You're sore. You just have to ask and they'll let you if you're gentle. I think he started swearing in French. He grabbed me by the hair at the base of my skull and yanked me into the bathrooms. He shoved us into a stall and pulled my arm out of my mouth. My blood moved sluggishly around the ragged wound. Nej pulled a handkerchief out of the pocket of his jeans and tied it firmly around my forearm, all whilst talking in low, rapid, furious French. Furiously, he said to me, you are ridiculous. I think that's when I started crying, but it might have been before that. Still keeping his grip tight on my bitten arm, Nej wadded a bunch of toilet roll at my cheeks. Silly little thing, he grumbled. I'm sorry I yelled. He peeled back the handkerchief. The bite on my arm looked half healed. How's your throat? Nej asked. On fire, I told him. He nodded grimly and flipped the lid down on the toilet seat with his foot. Sit, he told me. I did. This won't last you long, but it'll get you home and it'll keep you from going wild before I can get back to you. You want me to go on my own? Nesh snorted. It's not like you're going to bite anyone, is it? He rolled his eyes. I stared at the ground. Nesh cut open the pad of his index finger and held it to my lips. I drank his cool, wintry blood. It was nothing on the fine wine of what that human blood had smelled like, but apparently, apparently I'm incapable of tasting that. I can't even... It was right. I couldn't... So, now Nesh is out, I don't know, dancing with people and drinking their blood and maybe fucking them and God knows what else, and then he'll come back here and he'll feed me like, like what? Like a fucking... Like a little baby bird in a nest. How mortifying. <laughs> and I'm crying again. Damn it. Damn it. I should... I should go. Yeah. Not Quite Dead is written, performed, and edited by Aira Major under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution license. Live. Laugh.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.